As the Lord may help us this morning, <clears throat> I'd like to invite your prayerful attention to the chapter we read together, <clears throat> the first <coughs> Samuel and chapter 30, <clears throat> and we'll take as our text the last clause in verse 6, 1 Samuel 30, verse 6, and the last clause in that verse we read, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. 1 Samuel 30 and verse 6. <clears throat> it's a very interesting study in God's word <clears throat> to find the words but. <clears throat> Whenever we find a but, we so often see God's blessing following it. We have a prime example in, um, it's only just come to my mind, in uh, the epistle to the Ephesians and uh, chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, we see here how the Apostle Paul is reminding those Ephesian believers what they were. And uh, what they were in time past. And reminding them that <clears throat> they were in darkness. Among, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past. In the lust of our flesh. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh. And of the mind. And were by nature the children of wrath. Even as others. But. God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ by grace, but God. <coughs> Straight, a great problem. And going back to the previous chapter, chapter 20, <coughs> Davison in this account in the scripture <clears throat> he wasn't at home caring for his family he was uh, as we read in the scriptures <clears throat> David was a man of war from his youth and uh, there he was <clears throat> David and his men they passed on in the rearward with Achish David felt he was doing the right thing, <clears throat> fighting against those who were opposing Saul, who was at that time the king of Israel. No doubt God had given David much skill and wisdom <clears throat> in uh, being a soldier. But of course it was because David was a man of war from his youth that he was prevented from building the tabernacle, building the temple. When the um, worship of God was established and he had it in his heart to build the temple for the worship of God. But no, God told him that his son Solomon would do that because he would be a, a king of peace, whereas David had been a man of war from his youth. But at this time, going back to the 
context before us. Before David became king of Israel, he had to learn by experience and by the hand of God upon him that God's ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. We see very clearly in the um, prophecy of Isaiah how that um, these things are clearly set before us. We see that um, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God is above all our thinking. But we see David here, unaware that his home and his family and the population of Ziklag had been taken captive and David was still there and Achish was very instrumental in sending David back to uh, Ziklag. David thought that he was in charge of the rear ward, which was an important part of strategy in those days. I think it was the um, one of the battles uh, AI when the children of Israel went into the Promised Land that the uh, uh, Joshua had uh, worked it out that they needed to be guarded from the back because the enemy would come behind and overtake them and attack from the rear. And David was there, ready, and yet we read that uh, David couldn't understand why he couldn't be there. But Achish was instrumental in uh, bringing David back to Ziklag. And uh, Achish answered and said to David, I know that thou art good in my sight as the angel of God, notwithstanding the princes of the Philistines have said, he shall not go up with us to the battle. Wherefore now rise up early in the morning with thy master's servants that are come with thee, and as soon as ye be up early in the morning and have light, depart. So David and his men rose up early to depart in the morning to return to the land of the Philistines and the Philistines went up to Jezreel. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day, remember it was three days march, that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burnt it with fire, had taken the women captives that were therein, they slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. Now here we see David in great distress. 
And God was teaching him through this. <clears throat> and because God knew that very soon after this, David would become king. He was anointed to be king of Israel. <clears throat> and uh, he was about to do that. Because in the very next chapter, we see where the life of um, Saul was sadly taken. But at this time, <clears throat> all that was important and, and highly valued to David and to his men had been taken. The city was burnt, their wives, their daughters <clears throat> were kidnapped. What a des desperate situation this was. And what's more, David's army <clears throat> blamed him <clears throat> for the loss of their families. And we read <clears throat> that they were ready to stone him. What we see in so much of the Old Testament are types of our Lord Jesus Christ. We see it very clearly in the 10th chapter of John. <clears throat> the Lord Jesus had been teaching about himself as the Good Shepherd. And then, after this, he spoke about he and his father being one. And that uh, he alone is the way of salvation. And the people were ready to stone him. Because he quite rightly declared himself to be God in the form of a man. And they would have stoned the Lord Jesus had he not divinely prevented them. And here, <clears throat> the people were ready to stone David. And uh, we have here David inquiring of the Lord. And he was, of course, encouraged. But here we see David endangered. Our Lord Jesus was endangered time and time again through his life. <clears throat> At one time, <clears throat> he was uh, driven backwards towards <clears throat> a steep place where he might have been put to death. But we read, he passing through the multitude went away. <clears throat> they could do nothing without his permission. Even when our dear Lord Jesus <clears throat> was facing crucifixion, <clears throat> he said, No man taketh my life from me. I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it again. This have I received from my Father. <clears throat> but here we see David and his men around him, and they lifted up their voices and wept till they had no more power to weep. Their wives, their families, all their possessions was, were gone. The houses were burnt with fire. And David was greatly distressed. But, in that sixth verse, we read, He was distressed for the, speech, the people spoke of stoning him because 
the soul of the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. <clears throat> to whom can we go, said the Apostle Peter? Thou hast the words of eternal life. <clears throat> there is no one that we can go to who understands all about us, <clears throat> who knows the future as well as the past, and has power to restore, revive, and uh, enter into the situations, however dark and deep they are, of his people, than our Lord Jesus Christ. And here we see how David encouraged himself in the Lord his God, and he inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? He answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them. Without fail, recover all. <clears throat> Our Lord Jesus said, <clears throat> All that the Father hath given me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Now here we see God's will made known to David. He said, Shall I pursue? And the answer came, Thou shalt surely recover all. <clears throat> and so as we read, David went, and the 600 men that were with him, and uh, when they came to the brook Bessor, where those that were left behind stayed, there were 200 that stayed there to <clears throat> guard the possessions, and uh, the other 400 went on with David. Not a big army, but the Lord was with them. Now, those that were left behind <clears throat> have special mention in this chapter. The blessing is, friends, that they were obedient. <clears throat> they weren't able to go forward. They were faint. They might have been a bit older or not so strong as the rest of the army. <clears throat> but David was a, a very thoughtful leader. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> although he was a man of war, he was very just, and uh, he did not push these men on to go to battle. No, they were to guard the uh, possessions they left behind, and <clears throat> they were obedient in doing so. And as we shall see, <clears throat> they were blessed in being obedient. <clears throat> so here we have David inquiring of the Lord and he encourage, he's encouraged <clears throat> to go forward. Now how could they find <clears throat> who and what was lost? David pursued, yes, but how did he know where to go? Well they found an Egyptian in verse 11. God's sovereign hand is so remarkable, isn't it? <clears throat> if God 
needs to use anyone to do anything. People don't need to hunt around for it. God has preordained it. He has worked it all out in his sovereign will. And as David was obedient in pursuing, this poor Egyptian lad, who was left behind because he was taken ill, was the instrument in God's purposes. His master had left him behind. He hadn't cared for him. The poor lad was starving. And uh, rather like the uh, citizen of the far country, who uh, the prodigal son joined himself to, that citizen of the far country, I feel sure is a type of the enemy of souls, the devil, because he didn't give him anything. He sent him into into the field to feed the swine. And remember, it was a a time of famine. And the poor prodigal son was brought reduced to such a, a low level that he was so hungry, he said, he fain would have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. No man gave to him. Now here we see this man was not provided for in any way. He hadn't eaten or drunk for three days. And uh, David's um, men, they gave him bread and he did eat and they gave him water to drink. And they gave him a piece of cake of figs and two clusters of raisins, energy-giving food. And when he had eaten, his spirit came again to him, for he had eaten no bread nor drunk any water for three days and three nights. And David said to him, To whom belongest thou? And whence art thou? It was then he went on to tell them. And he knew all about the invasion of Ziklag. He knew what his army had done. He knew where his master had gone. His great worry was that if David should uh, expose him for, for telling them, he would be put to death. He said, we made an invasion upon the south of the Cherethites, Cherethites and upon the coast which belongs to Judah and upon the south of Caleb and we burned Ziklag with fire. And David said to him, Canst thou bring me down to this company? And he said, Swear unto me by God that thou wilt neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master and I will bring thee down to this company. So David took care of him and he showed them where they were. Verse 16, Behold, they were spread abroad upon the earth, eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil that they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of the land of Judah. And David smote them from twilight until the evening the next day. And there escaped not a man of them, save 400 young men which rode upon camels and fled. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives, and there was nothing lacking to them, 
neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that they had taken to them. David recovered all. <clears throat> that um, plea for protection that that young man, an Egyptian young man, pleaded for with David, David was blessed <clears throat> in taking care of him. He was valuable to them because he led them to those Amalekites. And uh, David was <clears throat> he who was endangered and then encouraged <clears throat> is now enriched because <clears throat> what he set out to do he achieved. This is only a type of what our dear Lord Jesus did. When we consider <clears throat> how lost and ruined the human race is <clears throat> even now as a result of sin entering into the world the Lord Jesus came and that word that was given to um, his earthly father Joseph <clears throat> thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sin <clears throat> and the angels declaring his birth, <clears throat> said to those shepherds, and we have it recorded in Luke chapter 2 in the Holy Scriptures, <clears throat> unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, <clears throat> which is Christ the Lord. A Saviour. A Saviour of sinners. He is Christ, <clears throat> the Anointed One. He is the Lord, because he is of the Godhead of heaven and being Emmanuel God with man God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life have everlasting life now and a continuation of it it is a the Lord doesn't save a person and then leave them. No, he continues with them. That's why we can sing that hymn, The Righteous Shall Hold On His Way. He will hold on because <clears throat> the eternal God is their refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. Those arms which cannot fail. We read those scriptures, but <clears throat> when we think of it, <clears throat> None can fall below the power of those everlasting arms of our God. <clears throat> yes, they may on the main of temptation be tossed, their sorrows may swell as the sea, but none of the ransoms shall ever be lost. The righteous shall hold on his way. And so <clears throat> it's well worth noticing that um, as we are given a list <clears throat> of all the possessions that um, David recovered from the Amalekites <clears throat> when he sent them on their way by battle, there's a list beginning in 
verse 27 of this chapter. And it's worth noticing that the first one to receive a gift was Bethel. Now Bethel, of course, is where the presence of God, the ark, abided. And there God was worshipped. There he said, I will meet with thee and commune with thee from above the mercy seat. We, in this New Testament age, come by that new and living way which the Lord Jesus has consecrated for us, that is, himself. But here we have a type of the Lord Jesus in Bethel. O God of Bethel, by whose hand thy people still are fed, we sing, don't we? And therefore, we uh, would rejoice that we have it recorded that David's priority was to um, begin to distribute this wealth that they had recovered and beginning at Bethel. And uh, where we see David as a type of the Lord Jesus, we see that the Lord Jesus who himself took on our infirmities and he carried our sorrows. And uh, we see of, speaking of the Lord Jesus, that he, in uh, Matthew 8 and verse 16, we read that when the evening was come, They brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, and Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. What a blessing it is that our Lord Jesus, in all his love and mercy, And great favour is he who gave his life a ransom for many. And he took on him the full weight of all the sin of all who would be saved. Himself took our infirmities. And we read in Hebrews chapter 4 these well-known words. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. We need strength from God, don't we, to hold fast our profession. And the inspired word of God goes on to say, and we have it here in two negatives. And I I think I'm correct in saying that in the English language, 
If we see a double negative, that becomes a positive. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. We have not an high priest which cannot. So we do have a high priest who can feel for our infirmities. But, and here we have a but, but in all points, tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Our Lord Jesus uniquely lived a perfect life on this earth. No one before and no one afterwards has done this. In all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. What the Lord Jesus has recovered for us is complete salvation. Those families that David recovered, those households, when they rebuilt their houses, must have rejoiced in the fact that they were now reunited. But we read in the scriptures of the Lord Jesus that in him shall all families of the earth be blessed. And without the finished work of the Lord Jesus, each one on this earth will be eternally lost. And I don't think anyone can begin to explain what it is to be eternally lost. The Lord Jesus taught it, and we can read about it in Luke chapter 16, with that uh, parable the Lord Jesus taught about the poor man, the poor beggar, Lazarus, and uh, the rich man. The poor man died first, and he was carried, we read, to Abraham's bosom. And we do read in the scriptures that uh, Abraham was uh, noted for his um, complete dependence and believing in all the promises God had given to him. We read it, it was accounted to him for righteousness that he believed God. And he did believe. The son of promise was given to him. Isaac. And through Isaac and Jacob and the tribe of Judah, the royal line of David, the Lord Jesus came to this earth. We read in the scriptures that Abraham saw my day and was glad. And of course, Lazarus enjoyed forever and ever. He's still enjoying in the immediate presence of our Lord Jesus Christ, who he said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. But to be lost 
we cannot begin to imagine, can we? No hope. There is no gospel. There is no way out. Forever and ever. <clears throat> I can't <clears throat> find it at the moment, but uh, I think I can remember some of the words. A man attempted to write a poem about eternity. <clears throat> and it begins, it came there a bird each thousandth year, one sang grain from the hills to bear, when all had vanished grain by grain, eternity would still remain. <clears throat> that immeasurable eternity. And we each <clears throat> have an eternal soul. And we each <clears throat> are only here for the duration of this life. And then comes that immeasurable eternity. Where will we spend eternity? <clears throat> now, just as David pursued and recovered all, our Lord Jesus came to this world. And by his wonderful redeeming work, <clears throat> he brought back with his own life and his own death and resurrection. <clears throat> he redeemed lost souls. His work is completed. He has nothing else to do. And he has given to us the glorious gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> and uh, he says <clears throat> these wonderful words that we read of <clears throat> in uh, the 10th chapter of John. And we read... I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. <clears throat> and other sheep I have, <clears throat> not of the house of Israel, but Gentiles, <clears throat> which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. And they shall hear my voice. And there shall be one fold and one shepherd. And the Lord Jesus Christ also said, <clears throat> The glory that I have, the glory which thou gavest me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them, <clears throat> and thou in me, that they may be made perfect, in one. May God <clears throat> bless his word to us and help us to remember that uh, the Lord Jesus, who is the antitype, the fulfillment <clears throat> of all the glimpses of Christ we see in the Old Testament, is he on whom our hope of heaven depends. May the Lord add his blessing and lead us each <clears throat> to a saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ who came to save his people from their sin.